time for another post-game Bruins podcast at TD Garden, presented by AT&T, Ken Laird and DJ Bean. The Bruins tonight, DJ, so inspired by the All-Star game and three-on-three play, they decided they'd cash in on a 3-1 lead and play some yes. John Scott OT. Patrice Bergeron had told them so many good things about it that they were like, you know what, we haven't done this in a minute, let's get out there and see if we can't win ourselves a Honda Pilot. Is that what he won? Yeah. Great first minute 20 of the third period. The Bruins come out with goals from Marshan and Krejci. They're up 3-1, to one, but that lead slips away on a couple of tipping goals. Komarov and Kadri at the 10-minute mark and with eight minutes to go. And this game loses in overtime for the Bruins 4-3 to three on a power play for Toronto. Look, Talking to the guys in the room, they seemed almost bewildered. I mean, frustrated, uh, certainly, that they blew another lead. Um, you know, they all pointed to puck management issues and, and poor coverage, but but I don't think they quite know why it's happening to them, and it's happened too frequently this year, DJ. Did you get that sense? Yeah, and I I mean, I, I asked Krejci, is this a maturity thing? Is it a um, implementing younger guys thing? Implementing new guys thing? Or is it that the team is simply worse? And uh my answer to that question would be probably the last thing, that this isn't as good a team as they've had in the past, and I think that... And they don't want to say that. And they, they don't want to say that, but I think that that they know it. I mean, they they could look around this room and see that a lot of these uh, big names, uh, key players are, are gone and have trickled out over the last three, four, five years, and now, I mean, you, you've got David Krejci, who's been here his whole career and he's been on some very good very uh very powerful teams that to borrow a phrase from him had a killer instinct like no other i mean they would it was almost i mean think back to 2000 2011 12 they uh they didn't go far they lost in the first round that year but i remember that team it was almost like every night it was challenging itself to see how big a lead it could build. It would it would get a lead in the third period and they would never relinquish leads. They would always add to them. And that, that that's what made that team seem like it was going to be so dominant. And it was for a really long time that season. It would never just have a, a one goal lead and then hold on to it and win by the skin of its teeth. They'd always add to that lead. And this season, and I know that it's, what, five, six years since then, uh, without fail, it seems, they get that lead, and suddenly it becomes poop-your-pants time because these teams always come back. I mean, even even looking at it more recently, last eight games, they've scored eight goals in the third period. They've allowed eight goals in the third period. Uh, that's These are not your older your older uh, brothers' Bruins here. Well, and as Claude Julian said, maybe playing it safe, afraid to lose. That's a sign of a young team to me that's trying to get, get it together. But what's interesting is when we last left them before the All-Star break, Spooner and some others, those guys were pretty proud of themselves. Nobody gave us a chance to be here. We liked the position we're in. They were almost brash about where they right. had. This was, a, this was a humble pie tonight. Yeah, I mean, and it's, I mentioned maturity earlier. I mean, they are, th- th- those are smart people. Uh, Tori Krug and Ryan Spooner, uh, that's a that's an insane thing to say, yeah. that, they, that uh, they were proving people wrong and stuff. No, they weren't, and I think we said right after that, that it was foolish that they were saying that. We discussed it a little bit on Sunday Skate as well. I mean, they're ahead uh, of the Canadians. Maybe that's a shocker to people. Right, but on. but that's because the Canadians yeah. don't have Carey Price and because they've got a coach who should have been fired about <laughs> two months ago. Uh, that's that's by no means a, a sign that the, the Bruins are, are dominant. And yeah. They know they're not. I think that, again, getting back to the, the veterans thing, they know that 
the times have changed and I mean can David Krejci help influence the outcome better tonight yeah he cannot take that penalty but I think that guys like Krejci guys like Bergeron know they're doing everything they can this, this roster just isn't as good and there are a lot of young players Home and home with Buffalo coming up. I mean, this is critical time now. You're in February. Uh, you got, you know, still a good chunk of games before the deadline. But these are the kind of games where you wonder what Don Sweeney is thinking up in the GM box and thinking, hey, this is a true sign against a bad Toronto team. Uh, we're not good enough. And, you know, again, not to harp on the Louis Erickson situation, but... Oh, let's harp. That's all know. we do. Yeah, go. Yeah. No, I mean, this this is one of those games where you think, hey, it's time to sell. You know, Yeah. It, it, no, it is. I mean, you, you watch this performance and... I was doing this, Ken, pretty much every game last season, based off each game, based on what was happening, thinking, is this really a group worth investing in? And the conclusion that I came to last season was, no, but they're in a bad position because it would be a tough sell when you're in a playoff spot to give up Carl Soderberg. And we discussed this earlier in the season when the when the Bruins were kind of fledgling, and I think it was on the topic of Erickson. Well, you can't trade him when you're in a playoff spot because what message does that send to the fan base? The reaction that I've gotten from the fan base thus far, I I don't think the average Bruins fan wants them to sign Louis Erickson. I think that they want him to be traded, and I think that probably the Tyler Sagan trade and the fact that Bruins fans are dumb plays a big factor in that, but this isn't a fan base that's screaming you got to go out and trade for the sake of the season. I think that if they had their druthers, a lot of them would like this team to to look forward to uh, the 2016-17 season. The issue with that is if you give up a player like Louis Erickson, you're going to be bad in 2016-17. You're not going to get enough assets. You're not going to get a, a big enough piece, at least I don't think, that you'd put yourself into position going into next season more confident than you were this season. I, I see no circumstance. Uh, I see no situation in which that would arise. It's almost like if you're going to sign Erickson, fine. Then go and add some pieces around and make it better for next year. Give Chara a better defense, defensive partner or a better 3-4. If you're going to trade Louie, maybe trade Chara. How would fans feel about that if they go full? Uh, he's got a no-trade clause, so that's not easy. But what if they just decide, hey, not only are we going to trade Louie, we're trading Chara, and we're going to go for no, maybe not a full rebuild, but it's a pretty aggressive rebuild. Yeah, I've always been open to, to trading Chara, back, dating back to the Dougie Hamilton trade. And uh, you, we've known each other for not too long, Ken, but I'm sure you've gathered by now that I'm... I'm I'm something of a Chara apologist because I... Something of a... I I like to put the the Chara situation in perspective. You can read on WEI.com that, uh, I mean, he's still a a great player. Is he 2014 even, Zidane Chara? No, but he is, when you put him up against the other defensemen in the NHL, he's still, conservatively speaking, one of the best 20 or so defensemen in the NHL. So he's still a very good player. The issue is... His window, you think? I mean, he's signed for next season and the season after that. Are the Bruins going to be good enough to win a cup in the next two seasons? Is Zach Seneshin going to be so good when he comes to the NHL, whether it's next season or the year after that? Is Jake DeBrusque going to be so good that suddenly these guys are good enough to last three, four rounds in the postseason? Fuck to the no. <laughs> like, I, I just, for me, as much of a shame as it would be uh, to close that chapter of uh, of where the Bruins are, are at right now, you have to consider that by the time you're good again anyway, where 
are Bergeron and Krejci going to be in their careers? I mean, are you going to to do this kind of soft rebuild, and then by the time you're a really, really good team again, those guys are 33, 34 years old. What was the point in that? So if you are to trade Louis Erickson, then I look at everything else. I look at trading uh, Chara, not someone like Bergeron or Krejci quite just yet. I think that when you get into that, okay, we're clearly rebuilding mode, you just start the clock on how quickly can they do it, and you hope you can do it in two years. Well, I'm fine. I'm starting to be fine with that. If, if that's what they come around to, if Don Sweeney goes aggressively that way, this is a game he can take to the podium and, and say, hey, here's why we've just made move X, Y, and Z. Look at the Leafs game on February 2. We blew a 3-1 third period lead, and it, we're starting to see what we're made of currently. We're not ready. Yeah, and again, Erickson, I, I've said this a bajillion times, so this is bajillion and one. There is no clear-cut solution there's no obvious choice for the Bruins to make with Erickson. If they want to be good for in the coming years, and good can mean like second or third in the division, maybe wild card, get to the playoffs, see what happens because you've got one of the best goalies in the world and two of the best centers in the world. Like that kind of good. Not good like they were you have the best defenseman in the world, two of the best centers in the world, the best goalie in the world like they were yeah. back in 2011-12. If you want to be good, good enough, if you want to get the money from reaching the playoffs and selling all those extra tickets, then you sign Louis Erickson. If you are truly willing to blow this thing up, then you move him and you hope you get enough and then you look at who else you got to move and that includes the big names. Could get ugly here in a month or so. Then again, it was ugly tonight. For DJ Bean, I'm Ken Laird. We're brought to you by AT&T. It's a Bruins postgame podcast.